Welcome to Cut Out the Crazy with Beretta Fleur, where we focus on identifying and weeding out those less than functional elements, relationships, and habits to elevate your life experience. Where are you in your experience today? Welcome in to Cut Out the Crazy. I'm your host, Beretta Fleur. I'm an author, podcaster, and confidence coach, helping people just like you lead happier, healthier, more fulfilled lives. And I do that through my coaching, content, and storytelling. And you can find out all about that on BerettaFleur.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and or give it a review. I would greatly appreciate it. As always, I love having you guys here with me. Today, I want to be talking about speaking with confidence, making your voice heard. And what I want to focus on with this episode is exploring what exactly prevents you or us from speaking with confidence. And I'm going to do that by putting us through a little exercise. And then I'm going to explore some tips and tools that you can use in order to speak more confidently and communicate with more strength. And you can feel like you can express the ideas and opinions that you have that are important for the world to hear. So what exactly prevents us from speaking with confidence? Well, a couple things. One could be that you're not a confident or talkative person in general. That's not really your thing. You're more quiet. You could enjoy listening more than speaking, which is actually a very rare gift. So feel proud of yourself, all you listeners out there. You might not be speaking with confidence because you're just not sure what you truly think or feel about a certain topic. You might have a fear of being laughed at or ridiculed or even put down. And you might have a fear of being proven wrong or challenged. So these are a couple things that might keep you from speaking with confidence. When we look at our society and we look at people who speak with confidence and who are heard and who are not afraid to voice their opinions, what kind of people are those? Usually they're loud, brash, confident, powerful, people who are used to working a room and being in charge or being in a position of leadership. You might have that group of friends where there's always one loud, kind of bossy person. They tend to make all the plans and tell the group what to do. At work, you might have somebody in leadership that is well-spoken and steers the ship wherever it's supposed to go. Somebody who might run meetings. As far as where we get our information from, it tends to be the people who are most outspoken. Maybe they're on Twitter or social media and they're known for posting several times a week or several times a day. And you generally hear from that person pretty often. So people who speak with confidence tend to be highly opinionated. They tend to be people in places of power or they tend to be counted on in our society as somebody that needs to have a voice so that we can listen. So what I'd like to do is a little exercise to help you picture yourself in a situation where you don't speak with confidence. And then from there, I'm going to give you some tips and tools so that you can practice speaking with confidence and know some simple tricks that pretty much any public speaker or person in a position of leadership or a person in a position of power has already been told and studied (laughs) and taught. And you too can speak out with confidence to get your opinion across in a competitive atmosphere. Or you can learn to use these tips to be better heard on a daily basis. Alrighty, so 
in this exercise, we're going to work on those things that might get in the way of you being able to speak with confidence. And I'm going to do that by immersing you in those uncomfortable feelings. It won't take long. I just want to put you and me in a place where we can explore that feeling of discomfort so that we can learn to work against it. So you can write this down or you can ruminate on it. It's up to you. So in this exercise, I want you to picture yourself in a debate with someone you feel is above you, more knowledgeable than you, or more powerful. Maybe a boss or a supervisor or a leader or somebody famous. We all have somebody that we put on a pedestal for whatever reason. So just picture yourself in a debate with that person. How does that make you feel? Do you feel like you have the brains or the knowledge or the experience to voice your opinion? Or do you feel kind of shut down? Do you feel small? Do you feel unworthy of the debate? Picture yourself in that debate with somebody. Next, I want you to picture yourself giving an address or a speech in front of people. So maybe an audience of your peers, maybe people that you want to teach something, or maybe it's a presentation at work. Picture yourself giving an address or a speech in front of people. And how does that make you feel? And the third thing I want you to do is picture yourself pitching an idea to investors. So somebody that would have to totally buy and be convinced of whatever it is you're saying. So picture yourself in that situation and picture how you would feel. Okay, now that we've done this exercise, I want to give you some tips and tools that will help you not only in your daily life, but in any one of those three situations we discussed, whether in a debate with somebody that you feel is above you in the food chain, <laughs> or when you're trying to address or give a speech to or presentation to your peers, or if you're trying to sell or convince somebody of something whether that might be pitching an idea to investors or possibly even on a job interview. So let's move into my tips and tools to help you deal with speaking in confidence on a daily basis, as well as in some of these situations that you might encounter in your career and in your relationships. Okay, coming off of that exercise, I hope that you're not feeling too uncomfortable. I know that if you might have a problem with speaking with confidence, that might have been a little rattling. And I apologize, but it's better than that situation in real life, right? That's why we do an exercise. So now let's look at some tips and tools that you can use to speak with confidence and step into your power and communicate with strength and confidence on a daily basis, whether that's at work, in relationships, or just in your daily life. Speaking with confidence to me means having poise, having openness, having frankness, and unless you are issuing a statement, inviting conversation. Somebody who's speaking with knowledge and who's speaking with confidence and who's somebody to go to on the subject. But at the same time, you don't want to come off like as cold or unapproachable. You don't want to come off as a jerk, right? So if you've ever taken any acting or drama classes or possibly singing, you know that breath is very important when it comes to being able to speak. 
I myself have a lot of classical training with voice. I was in drama. I <laughs> played French horn, which took an amazing amount of lung power. And I also like to sing. So I'm very aware of my breath and my phrasing and my breath work that I'm doing in order to make sure that I can say a complete sentence without having to be like, <gasps> taking all these deep breaths <laughs> and catching my breath all the time. So that is something that you'll want to practice if you haven't had that training, because that will help you speak with confidence and be able to be heard. If you're a low talker, if you're talking really low, or if you kind of sound like this and you don't sound very sure, nobody wants to hear that. I mean, it's hard. It's exhausting sometimes to listen to that, right? Also, if you're talking really loud and you're talking at somebody like this, I'm really sorry I just did that to you guys, but if somebody is talking like this at you all the time, that's exhausting too, right? <laughs> I'm really sorry. I hope you didn't just like turn off my podcast like, whoa, shut up, lady. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, there's a happy medium and there's a cadence, a rhythm, and breath support to speaking and speaking with confidence and getting people to be able to hear you where it's pleasant for them to listen to you. If you make it more pleasant and easy to listen to you and to listen to your voice and your inflection, the easier it will be for you to speak with confidence because people will automatically want to listen to you more. And here's a couple ways that you can work on that. First, standing and or having good posture and breath support helps. So anytime you have something important to say, make sure that you're sitting up straight. Make sure that you have your belly tucked in. Make sure your shoulders are back and make sure your head is up so your airway is completely free because that will help your voice project. Especially when we work from home sometimes, it's easy just to kind of slump at our computers and hide behind the Zoom call or the conference call and sit back in our chair and not really say anything. But if you ever notice, like when you're on an interview or when you're saying something important, you're in a high pressure sort of situation, you're sitting up more in your chair, you're very aware of your posture, you're very aware of the way that you're sitting. And that's because your body automatically says like, hey, we got to make an impression here. Like, let's sit up, let's push our voice out, let's make ourselves be heard. If you're worried about being heard on a daily basis and you're looking to have a little bit more confidence, you can work on that posture, which will in turn help you have more breath to speak and phrase and talk. And that will help you feel a lot better and it will help you have more confidence in saying what you're going to say. If you have allergies or asthma, just make sure that you have your medications on hand to help you because those can kind of be detrimental to your breath. I notice I have a gluten sensitivity and when I eat gluten or dairy, like for example, today was a cheat day for me, so I had a little bit of bread and it is really hard for me to talk today, guys. <laughs> Ironically, doing this presentation to you isn't very easy for me right now because I can feel like my chest just doesn't have the give that it normally has just because I get all constricted and I have a hard time breathing. My throat's making all these weird noises, <laughs> which hopefully you won't hear because I will edit those out, but it can really make a difference. You can also try having like a cup of green tea with honey if you have honey or if you don't want to have the honey. Green tea is just fine too. I find that the hot water will help just in your voice. So say you have a job where you have to be on the phone a lot. Maybe you're a salesperson. Maybe you're making cold calls. Maybe you're just calling the people in your territory. Have that cup of tea. Have something there with you and try to sit up straight. You can even stand to make your phone calls because that will help your breath. And the breath is pretty much the life 
of your conversation and the life of your words. And the phrasing is really important when you're speaking with confidence or if you want to be seen as speaking with confidence and you want to be able to speak and talk and make yourself heard, the breath and the posture are huge. Piggybacking on that idea that your breath is the vehicle through which your words are going to be traveling in a situation where you might have a presentation or have to give a speech or even pitch something. I want to say your credibility, but not really because, you know, you still have to work on what you're going to say. But the way people perceive you, as in this person knows what they're talking about, they're confident, they're coming from a place of credibility, is going to be in your body language and the way that you present in standing or sitting. So try these couple mannerisms with me. If you're not familiar with them, they are subtle enough where it doesn't look like, what is this person doing? If you look at any public speaker, whether it's a politician or a leader or somebody in the media or thought leader, you will see that they do this kind of stuff and you might not even notice, but I'm going to kind of break it down for you. Do this exercise real quick. Stand up with me if you can. And if you're in a car, don't. <laughs> but if you can, stand up and put your shoulders back and put your head up so your eyes are looking straight ahead. And you're gonna picture the crown of your head being suspended by a balloon. So you're not totally militantly erect with your frame, but you're up and you're kind of perky. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> but you know, when they say tits up, that's kind of what they're talking about. <laughs> I love that show, I wish it would come back. But anyway, so you're going to have your tits up or your, your male nipples, whatever you have got going on in your frontage, you're going to have that up. So it's perky, which again, lifts your diaphragm, gives you that lung space, gives you that airway so that you can speak. This not only makes you look better, you look healthier, you look more robust, but it also helps you with that breath. For your feet, you can stand with your feet kind of slightly apart. That's kind of a power stance. If you had your arms folded while standing like this, you might look a little aggressive. But having your hips kind of slightly open and your feet slightly apart gives you sort of a neutral stance, which also looks like it's confident and in a position of power. One thing I will tell you is when you're speaking and you're coming from that place of confidence, you don't want to break into that place of aggressiveness. You want to be approachable. You want to be confident, but you want people to listen to you, right? So. If you can hear, I'm smiling, and I'm smiling because I don't want to scare you. So if I'm standing with my position of power, with my feet partway apart, I've got my posture going. Now, if I were to do this and talk to you and not smile, you'd be able to hear that or see that, and it would kind of be off-putting. And the way I know this is because I've filmed myself many times, and I've seen, as soon as I stop smiling, it's like, God, lady, what is your problem? <laughs> because... When somebody's not smiling, it's very easy for somebody to mistake their intentions and to get kind of scared, especially if you've got gentler people in the room who are not aggressive and who are just kind of calm. They're going to be like, whoa, this lady is crazy. Please get me away from her. Whoa, this dude is about ready to punch somebody. If you have that smile on your face, that confidence also comes off as a friendly confidence, especially true if you're trying to pitch something guys, if you're trying to get somebody on board with your idea, or if you're a leader and you want your team to not hate you <laughs> or be scared of you, that smile 
instantly changes everything. So if you can just practice standing in your position of power and smiling when you speak, or if not smiling, occasionally smiling and breaking up what you're saying with a little bit of lightheartedness. We've all heard the saying probably that it's easier to catch flies with honey rather than vinegar. So true. Nobody wants to get yelled at. It's human nature. It's something like physical. It's like, oh, okay, they don't, they're not threatening me. So work on your stance, work on your smile. And the third part of that is you're going to want to figure out what to do with your hands. I say that I film myself a lot. It wouldn't be a bad idea, guys, to just set up your phone and record yourself giving a speech, whether it's memorizing something out of a book or just kind of talking, maybe telling a story would be good. Just film yourself standing there telling a story. And you'll see all the weird flailing things that you do with your hands. Or you'll see that you fold your arms and you look like you're, you want to fight somebody. And you don't mean to. It's just you don't know what to do with your hands. You'll put them in your pockets. Putting your hands in your pockets, if you're trying to convince somebody of something or if you're trying to speak with confidence, shows that you're either unsure or that you're concealing something. And this isn't your fault. This is just how humans perceive body language. If somebody isn't showing you their hands, why? So it's just human nature to not trust somebody where you can't see their hands. So show your hands. And what you do with those hands is, first of all, don't use them to point because pointing can feel like you're making an accusation. So don't point to make a point. If you want to do something with your hands for emphasis, what you can do is do this exercise real quick. Hold out your hand and hold your palm up. Then curl your fingers into your palm. Now press your thumb down against your fingers. So you've got kind of this weird fist that you would normally never make. But I guarantee you, if you watch any politician, the next time they make a speech, they're going to do this gesture, right? So use this to point with. And how you point is you have it kind of against your body or towards your body. And you just point kind of out in a diagonal manner. So you might do that. Just try it with me. Say... Brie is the best cheese in the world. You have to make a point and you want to do a gesture. That's the gesture that you do. And you'll see that a lot. And once you see it, you're like, oh, that stupid gesture that everybody makes. It's non-threatening and it's not aggressive, but it's emphatic and it makes a point. So get familiar with that stupid gesture that you wouldn't ever make any other time because when you're making an address or you're public speaking or you're making a speech, that is something that people trust. And I'm doing it now as I'm talking to you <laughs> because I've become so familiar with it. A good resting stance for you to make when you're giving a presentation or you're standing up or you're giving a speech or just to become comfortable with in general. So stand with me, okay? And have your arms down to your sides. I want you to bring your elbows up a little bit and bring your hands together in the middle of your body in front of your abdomen and have your elbows slightly bent. I want you to touch your fingertips and your thumb tips together. So it's almost like steepling your hands, but it's a loose sort of steepling in front of your abdomen. You can also kind of tilt your fingers downward a little bit in more of a resting stance. But this, if you're giving a speech, this is a good resting stance for your hands. And it's so weird when you're not giving a speech, but when you're giving a speech, it gives your hands some to go if you don't have a podium or if you're giving a presentation and again it's not threatening it 
prevents you from fidgeting. It prevents you from playing with your hair, scratching your face. They're pressing against each other. They're not going anywhere. They're not going in your pockets. They're not pulling on your skirt. They're not doing all these weird, fidgety, absent-minded things that people sometimes do. So that kind of keeps your hands in a place and they don't go all over the place. You're not flailing them around. So that's one kind of neutral place to put your hands. Another thing to do is, if you think of The Sound of Music, where when they're singing that stupid Jam and Bread song, Jam and Bread, Jam and Bread, Jam and Bread, they're at the festival, and their hands are kind of cupped. It's called a skater's grip, where your fingers are overlapping each other in the middle. That's a really weird way of putting it, but you're kind of holding your own hand, and it's very loose, and again, your elbows are bent and relaxed, and your arms are relaxed. So that's another thing that you can do. It's a little bit more a gesture of respect. So that's a good gesture to make when you're deferring to somebody or when you're asking people questions, say asking your peers or your audience or the people that you manage, you're talking to them, then you're like, okay, any questions? That's a good stance to kind of have. Again, very loose, don't overdo it. Don't grip your own hands to death because people will think what is wrong with this person, but just kind of lightly hold them. It's almost like you're clasping your hands, but it doesn't look as 1800s-y for lack of a better word, okay? So those are two hand gestures that you can try. There's tons more I could tell you. I just feel like those basics are a good starting point for you so that if you are in a situation where you have to pitch to somebody or maybe you have to do a speech or maybe you have to do a presentation or address a room full of people, whether it's your peers or even people who are your supervisors or somebody in power, that you will feel like you have these things to fall back on that will instantly give you poise, instantly give you credibility and instantly bring you up to that visible level of confidence. So that was a couple tips for you on having poise and being physically poised and speaking in confidence that way. The rest of it is pretty mental. If you film yourself, you'll start to become familiar with the level of your speech, meaning the volume, the little phrases that you use to buy time or think, and you'll get familiar with the cadence and the rhythm of your speech. For example, if you're somebody that uses the words um or well or that depends or literally, if you rely on words to make a point or to buy time or to help you think, it can help to get into the habit of cleaning those up. Because when somebody speaks with confidence, they don't say um, they don't say uh, they don't hem and haw, they don't use extraneous words to drive home a point instead of just making the point. So if in your filming you notice those kinds of things, it can help to just work on those. Maybe once a month, work on one of those. Stop saying literally. Stop saying um. For me, it's you know. Every time I'm trying to make a point and I lose my train of thought, and I'm sure you've heard me do this because I do it every podcast episode, and I try to edit them out, but I can't always get them all. And then sometimes I'm just like, well, screw it. They're going to know I'm human. Big deal. <laughs> but I say, you know, my buying time word for when I'm thinking is, you know, you know, you know. And if I do it too often, it becomes distracting. So if you want to learn to speak more with confidence and refine the way you speak with confidence and overall just become a better communicator and public speaker in general, try to work on those little phrases and little things that you do and try to winnow them out as much as possible. Get comfortable with pausing while you speak rather than filling it with mindless babble words. Because if somebody has a break in listening every once in a while, every couple words, that's a lot better than being filled with the distracting overload of pointless words that don't mean anything. And it waters down your message. 
Speaking with confidence isn't about being the loudest person in the room. You can actually be the quietest person in the room and still speak with confidence and still be warm and still not be off-putting. In fact, it's better to be quiet than it is to be shrill and loud and obnoxious. So if you want to work on speaking with confidence, but it scares you to kind of stand up and be like, blah, 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 this is what I think, practice doing it really quietly. And what happens is everybody in the room has to kind of lean forward and hear what you have to say. So I'm not encouraging you to be a total low talker, but if you're quiet and you say one or two poignant things in a meeting versus being loud and brash and off-putting, you're going to sound 10 times more confident than somebody who's being shrill. Don't worry about being quiet or not being loud because being quiet is actually way more confident than being loud. And that's something to think about because a lot of people that seem confident out there that are speaking with confidence aren't as confident as you would think. And at the end of the day, everybody does have a little bit of insecurity. If you're someone that has trouble speaking with confidence because you're not sure what you truly think or feel about certain topics, it might be helpful for you to start carefully thinking through what it is you want to say and learn how to follow thought to its logical conclusion without thinking yourself into debate spirals. Becoming comfortable with thinking about something and following it to its logical conclusion is a really good skill to have. And when you have that skill, you won't worry about feeling debated into a corner. You won't feel like, oh, somebody's gonna make me look stupid or feeling like I'm gonna say something and it's gonna be the wrong thing. You don't always have to open your mouth and say stuff if you're not 100% sure about it. That's okay. If you wanna speak with confidence on certain topics, research those topics. Sometimes the research is going to take a little bit of time. It's not always going to be satisfactory, but you have to be prepared to learn the skill of following thought to its ultimately logical conclusion, which if you come across faulty information, that can actually be helpful to determine what sounds like it makes sense and what sounds like it doesn't make sense at all. Somebody out there might have the opposite opinion from you and they might challenge you and that's going to be something that you're going to have to decide. Is it worth the debate? Is it worth discussing? A lot of times I feel like it is. If you're worried about speaking with confidence because you feel like you're going to be shot down, just get comfortable with researching, get comfortable with following logic to its conclusion and be open-minded, you know, because it's easier to lose a debate if you haven't been totally off-putting and screaming and mean the whole time. <laughs> right? So just a little bit of advice, I guess, would be to you. If you're going to be involved in debate and you're going to get into that realm with people, that's fine. It can be lively. It can be thought-provoking. Just be prepared to keep it friendly. Be prepared to do your research and be prepared to follow logic to its conclusion. The last thing I want to leave you with is when you're worried about speaking with confidence, just be sure that you have something to say that 100% goes along with who you are and what you believe in and is true to you and is true to yourself. That's the best confidence that you can have. 
if you need to do a little work on that, I have tons of podcast episodes that you can go through and see if anything speaks to your heart. I also offer confidence coaching, which is one-on-one, and that can be done over Zoom or FaceTime or just over the phone. And we can go into what you might be lacking in confidence with, or we can work on ways to build up your personal confidence because you've got to spend a lifetime with yourself. So why not get to know you in all your weird and wonderful majesty? I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. Please feel free to send me an email, berettafleur at icloud.com or visit berettafleur.com slash coaching for your free coaching quiz. Take care, guys. I will see you soon. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please give it a five-star review and I very much appreciate you sticking around. You can sign up for my email list as well as get more content, including videos and a free coaching quiz on berettafleur.com.